Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us from Karen, who asks us, what do you think of live-action remakes of cartoons? There have been a surprising number of these, and especially lately. It's true. Yeah. In true Dave and Sean fashion, we did a little bit of research in the sense that we looked up a couple lists just to make sure we had some to talk about. And to make sure that we weren't forgetting anything big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't want to uh, Jurassic Park this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's become a term now. We've got boondocking, up the we've 90s got list parking. once, and it's yeah. that forever. <laughs> See, this is, the, this is the problem, is Sean just... Uh, he remembers all the things that I screw up, and he's just like, yep, that's, it, that is part of your infamy now. Like, okay, well, fine. Anyway. Yeah, if anyone didn't... doesn't know what we're talking about, go back to our podcast of the top ten films of the 90s. Yeah. Plug, plug, yeah, plug. There's, there's a glaring omission on one of our parts. And, um, yep. You guys can probably guess right now as to whose it was. So. Yep. Anyway. It's, just, it's such an egregious error. Like, it's... You love Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park is one of the biggest movies of our childhoods. Yeah. Of growing up and has continued to be a movie that I know both of us watch at least annually, if not more than that. Well, it's one of those whenever it's on TV, it's on t- it's on it's on what I'm watching. Yeah. So, so to have not remembered that that came out in the 90s and not have it in your at any point in your the guys from 10, meaning 12 movies. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, and and rightfully so. Like it was it was a an extreme black eye on my track record or a black mark on my track record, but uh sometimes you just forget these things and I apparently forgot to rank that. I've just about done that with other movies since. I just happened to catch them right under the wire, but uh <laughs> that one I just forgot. And as soon as Sean mentioned it's like, Well, I'm an idiot. Yeah. So Unfortunately, anyway. that wasn't a cartoon first, so we can't yeah, talk exactly. about it more than we just did. <laughs> Although it was an SNES game afterwards, a very was complicated it? SNES game. Yes, and a, a Genesis game as well. And they were different with, for some odd reason. Wait, so there were two Jurassic Park games? Yeah. There was a, a Jurassic Park game for both SNES and Sega, but they were different. Yeah, like there are fundamental differences between the two. Weird. Yeah, it really, really was. I obviously played the SNES version because I had it was a Nintendo kid. Right. Yeah, I uh, didn't know either existed because I didn't have video games growing up. Yeah, that's fair. It was very <clears throat> strange. Yeah. Like you'd have a like a gas gun. You you played Doctor Alan Grant. Okay. And you had like a gas rifle and like weird guns and whips and stuff, and you'd have to like shoot open doors. Then raptors would attack you and stuff. But then when you'd go in buildings, it would switch from like. SNES third person to first person corridor stuff like Wolfenstein. What? <laughs> and it's all dark and there's raptors hidden places and Weird. it was really, really hard and there was no map and some of these complexes were like 50 rooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds super complicated and not worth it. Uh, it was totally worth it for my like half of my ground floor in residence to sit down and finish the damn thing on emulator together as a drunken activity. <laughs> that does sound like a pretty good floor activity. It was pretty great, that's actually. Awesome. Nice. Well, that's that's good to know. I'm glad we were able to talk about that. You know, in our our podcast about live action to cartoons. 
Well, it's it, 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 it. That's exactly the direction it went. It went live action to a cartoony video game. That's fair. But we're going to talk about cartoons going the other way mm-hmm. and becoming weird movies like the Flintstones. Yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike the Flintstones. It, it was... We're only talking about the first one, not Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, no. The Stephen Baldwin one where he played Barney Rubble. Barney? Yeah. And then the guy whose name I can never remember, but he was the the main character in The Full Monty, and he was the dad in that weird... Uh, there was a show where he and I can't remember. Um, it was a sitcom where he he was a a dad um, in Chicago. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't really matter. It, it was. It was still, I like still, how that was supposed to narrow it down. Sitcom. He's a dad in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah, I, I say just, like still standing. He might have been. It might have been still standing. Uh, Mark Addy. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, he's also Roland in A Knight's Tale. Oh yeah, that and that Friar Tuck and that terrible, terrible Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was. and for most of our audience, he was Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> we literally uh, just other than the fact I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and other than the fact that I tried to remember the sitcom he was in, we literally just went. Oh, I, I've started playing a new game with my family. It's called the IMDb game. Um, and so for you who want to play it, but also those who are listening at home, basically what we do is you take an actor like Mark Addy and you figure out what IMDb calls his top four known four movies and see if you can guess them. It's actually pretty fun. And we literally just did all four, the full Monty, United's Tale, Robin Hood and Game of Thrones. Nice. Yeah, I think, but I think it was still standing. I think that was the, the TV show. It was, yes. I'm so glad you stuck to your guns on that. Hey, I had to remember. It was a decent little, like, it was a decent sitcom. Anyway. Um, well, sitcoms are sitcoms, but they're, like, we are we are going to stick with talking about the John Goodman, Rick Moranis mm-hmm. Flintstones. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell played Betty. Uh, Halle Berry, like, she was pretty new. Like, she was still pretty new on the scene, so she was the, like... Uh, uh, Fred Flintstone's new assistant when he got his promotion. Right. Um, I think Kyle MacLachlan was the was her like was the VP of the the quarry or whatever. Um, like it was a a decent cast it, when you think about it. Yeah. Well, and they gave it like they gave it the budget and the design, but it was like that weird sort of early '90s silliness. Yeah. Which yeah, exactly. kind of works. But kind of doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. From a kid's standpoint, I can't remember when that movie came out. I want to say, 94. like, was, oh, I was going to guess that, too. Um, yeah, so I would have been 11 years old when it came out. And, you know, I grew up, obviously, the, the, the Flintstones weren't in first run when I was watching them. Like, my mom watched the Flintstones when it was first on. But Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but it was one of those shows like the Simpsons, or, uh, the Flintstones, and the Jetsons, and yep. um, like all those those classic Hanna Barbera cartoons kind of made a another surge when we were growing up. And so I liked the Flintstones. Those those cartoons made kind of a little bit of a resurgence, like Rocky and Bullwinkle, and all those those '60s '70s cartoons. And as, and as a result, like they they spurred some live action. And this one was okay. 
end. Like I, I, I remember enjoying it when I was eleven years old, but I don't think it holds up that well. It doesn't at at all. <laughs> no, not really. No, I don't know. The last it was on TV a while ago. Was it? Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, the the live action Flintstones. Well, first off, I saw the Flintstones, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, the Flintstones. And I turned it there, and I'm like, oh, it's the live-action one. Oh, okay, I remember. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> I seem to remember that the last time So I stuck time around I to make sure I got to see Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, yeah, she's in it, isn't she? Yeah, she's uh, Pearl. I forgot about that. Hmm. Yeah, Rick Moranis, Halle Berry, Elizabeth Perkins played Wilma. Oh, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin, Elizabeth Taylor... Danny, like it was a pretty great cast. Jonathan Winters, Harvey Corman, like kind of a who's who. Well, Harvey of... Corman was just the dictabird, but yes. But still, like, yeah. Anyway, it was it, it was only okay for me. The, the 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 best part of the show nowadays is like watching Halle Berry seduce John Goodman just because she's super sexy and is wearing like the the leopard print dress or whatever. It's like yeah. That's pretty pretty great, but really not worth sticking around for because the movie's not awesome. Well, and that's, like, looking at our list, mm-hmm. that's kind of the problem with most of them. Yeah. Is, like, we'll, we'll get to the Disney stuff and the anime stuff a bit later, mm-hmm. but when you go up and down the list, like, Casper? Oof, no. Casper does not hold up very well, and no. that's part of that is the technology, and part of that's, like... Look at the ghosts, and somehow they look worse than Ghostbusters, despite the fact that it came out after. And, like, ten years after. Yeah, like, the original Ninja Turtle movies, I'm not going to talk about Michael Bay because I have not wasted my time. No, neither have I. But, like, those original Ninja Turtle movies, yeah, I had a soft spot for them because I love the Ninja Turtles because they came out when I was seven. Mm -hmm. But, or, well, there was three of them, so they came out in a progression through my childhood. Right. And, like, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I don't think I ever watched the third one, because that's the one where they go back to Japan, isn't it? Yes. The Turtles in Time or whatever. Yeah. They get yeah. A, a magic lantern, essentially, that sends them back to the... It's not even Edo. I'm not even sure what era it is. But, yeah, Samurai era. Mm-hmm. Warlord yeah, so era, I, I probably don't... Japan. Yeah, so I never watched that one, but I loved the first one, and then the second one wasn't bad. The Secret of the Use was okay, but the mostly because the first Dave was, does love Vanilla Ice. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. Okay, not a word of a lie. So, uh, for those of you who don't read throwback tracks, you should. But also in May, I'm going to be doing my hip hop month of throwback tracks. And so I've been kind of kicking around uh, old school hip hop songs that I could put on. Um, it's going to run from like Young MC and um, uh, who sings uh, 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 Rapper's Delight. That's um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's on my list. Anyway. Rapper's Delight is going to be on there, but it's going to go up to, like, N.W.A. We are running the gamut of, of hip-hop and rap music. But one of the songs I was thinking of literally over the last couple days was T-U-R-T-L-E Power from the original Ninja Turtle soundtrack because <laughs> I, I loved that song. Like, I was walking home from work two days ago, I want to say, 
and I had, I was, I was rapping. I, I could still rap the first verse of that song because I loved that movie and that soundtrack so much. Wow. So that's, yeah. that's dedication to really terrible rap. Yeah. It's, it's not great hip hop, but I loved it. Um, but the, yeah. So the movie itself, like the, the first Ninja Turtles movie, I really liked, I mean, Sam Rockwell plays th- head thug or something like that. Like that was one of his first movie roles. He has like one line right at the end, but the last time I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, that's Sam Rockwell. And that's amazing. That is pretty amazing. By the way, because yeah. I, I kind of just let it go as you were, you launched into your story. Uh, Rapper's Delight is the Sugar Hill Gang. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. I figured, I figured you would come up with that after, so thank you. Because I, it, I, it seemed like you wanted to get it, so I waited, and then when you didn't, you immediately kept talking. I'm like, I'll just, I'll wait for a pause. Yeah. I, it would have taken me, I would have come to it eventually, but it would have been like two hours after we finished uh, recording this, so... Uh, I get like an MP3 emailed to me. Tack this on at the end. Tack this on at the end. I may do that if it ever comes down to that. Um, anyway, like I, I will still watch the original Ninja Turtles from time to time. I think one of my old roommates left behind the DVD, and so it's now mine. And like yeah, I put it enough. on within the last i would say five years and watching it is like okay it is not great but it's still for the nostalgia factor it's pretty i still enjoy it like i loved the ninja turtles movie way more than i love the flintstones one so watching them i'll still watch the the ninja turtles one for the nostalgia whereas the flintstones one it's just bad it's just dated yeah, it really is. And that's not to say that the Ninja Turtles one isn't horribly, horribly dated as well. Certainly. It really is. Yeah. But there is that nostalgia factor. And it was the perfect age era for us Yeah, when those Ninja Turtle movies were coming out because that's when everybody loved Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I played so fine. much. Like, I, I played with... I had the Ninja Turtles toys. We played... Like, we just pretended to be Ninja Turtles. Like, we... They were a major part of my formative years. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why that one, it doesn't hold up better, but I like it more because of the memories that I had. Now, I think I think part of the problem when talking about this is because we, you, we almost have to split it into two different eras. We have to take yeah. the 80s and 90s and stick them in a box. Yep. And then talk about the the newer stuff as its own kind of entity. Mm-hmm. But even then, there's still shit being released now, which is so similar to what they were doing in the 90s with the Flintstones, like the Smurfs or Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Or Garfield. Like, oh, God. And they got, like, three Garfield movies. Right? Somehow. I remember years ago, I think I was in university already, my mom, she was still teaching at that point. Like, she, she hadn't retired yet and uh sure. i came back to her like to just spend the afternoon with her class and it was um either christmas or or summer and like right towards the end of the year and so the the students were just about done but i just happened to be back early and that day they watched garfield and i was just like well i'll watch this i mean i'm here i might as well and it was so bad yeah like it just i don't know what they thought they were doing yeah. <laughs> i just i just don't i don't know man yeah but yeah, like the the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, they got at least two of those, I think. Yeah, there's a squeak wall 
and then I think there was another one for sure. They got like three Yogi Bears oh, as God. well, right? Because there's there's that one T.J. Miller's in like Yogi Bear three <laughs> or whatever. Okay, I was I was unaware of that. What? And that's just it, right? Like uh, David Cross is in one of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, and he hated the process based on every interview I've ever seen him give about it, but. Still, like they, these are they're made. Yeah, people must watch them, and they're kind of kids' movies. But there are so many good kids' movies being made nowadays. Right? Yeah. Do Do you really need to go see horrible CG chipmunks? No. In like Alvin and the Chipmunks six. Well, and the the thing is, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks have such a short shelf life as far as the appeal to to kids. In my opinion, like you think about. When you were growing up, everybody thought that Alvin and the Chipmunks were fun for about a year of their life. And then after that, it's like, fuck, these guys are annoying. Yeah, pretty much. And I think that's the issue, because I remember watching the Alvin and the Chipmunks cartoon. Um, and I remember listening to the like to their, their that goddamn Christmas song. But... <laughs> that's your own damn fault. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think we ever listened to it at my house, but it, you know we were of the era that it was kind of, you know, it was making a resurgence as well, right? And um, Sure, yep. Because, Thank you, Cable. Right, exactly. And so... Cable spreads, they need cheap stuff. Why not buy and syndicate old cartoons? Mm-hmm. And I think they time. were making new ones when we were growing up. It, regardless, it yep. doesn't matter. They were just... They they were not that popular for that long, but... Or they, they were popular for a long time, but I feel like for every kid... They only are popular for a short period of time, and then everybody gets annoyed. But they still manage to churn out two or three or four or five of these movies. Yeah. Well, and I, I just... You know that there are people out there, I am sure, who love Alvin and the Chipmunks. And always have. Sure. Find it cute, find it charming, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if that's your bag, you do you. Yeah. But by and large, I agree with you, Dave. It's like, there was probably about a year, and then it's like, okay... On to not this. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and it's just, it's remarkable that that they keep putting out these movies. And I mean, like, Jason Lee is actually kind of the perfect person to play the guy. I can't remember his name. Do you remember? Uh, Alvin Theodore. Alvin Simon Theodore and, like, John or something. Like, it was just a fairly generic name, I think. I think you're right, because John's also Garfield. Oh yeah, John Arbuckle is Garfield. So maybe it wasn't, but it was like a just a fairly generic Dave. name. Dave. Right, right, right. Okay. Oh, it's Dave. Yeah, that's why I couldn't remember. <laughs> One of the great cinematic Daves. <laughs> but like, he has the look that that Dave had on the cartoon, and kind of has the voice too. So I get why Jason. Lee played him because he is very well suited to play that character but like make one and they'd be like guys we shouldn't make another one uh hey Dave yeah. here's a fun little game how many do you think they've made how many uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks live action movies yeah I if I was if I had to guess I would say three. Oh, you're a little short Four? There's Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. There's Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Uh-huh. There's Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. 
Because, <laughs> you know, oh chip. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I love puns, but I hate every one of those titles. <laughs> I don't mind the squeak wall. Yeah, that one's not Just bad. because that one's pretty clever. Yeah. But, like, road chip? No. Yeah, that one, That they're really stretching on that one. Um, ugh, just, ugh. Yeah, four. Interesting. I don't know if Jason Lee was in all of them. I feel like he was in the first one and then not the second one, but then did the third one. I don't, it, it regardless. Oh, Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave. Of course he was in the squeakquel. Was he? He's also in Road Chip. But he wasn't in Chipwrecked? Um... I will check. Okay. No, no, he's in it. He's in all four. He was in all four. Huh. Well, then I guess I was wrong. Well, you have to remember, though, chipwrecked probably means that Jason Lee got to go somewhere nice. That is true. So that was his uh, Michael Caine moment where he just... (laughs) That was his Jaws 3. All right. Well, that's that's fair. I mean, honestly, if I if I'm going to get paid a million dollars to go somewhere tropical for like 6 weeks, yeah, I'm down with that. Paycheck's a paycheck, right, man? Right, exactly. Like at, yeah. at a certain point, you're in a franchise, it's a steady thing. Yeah. It's a gig. Maybe you don't love it, but at the same time, pays the bills. Right? I mean, not nobody, no artist is ever going to do all the things they want to do like everybody i've done shows i've designed shows that i really didn't want to do but i was like fuck man it's it's money and i could use the money right now so i get it i'm not i'm not judging jason lee it's just like i for some reason i thought that he didn't do one but clearly i am mistaken nope nope he's uh locked in okay he has a marvel hero style contract where he has to do all seven (laughs) lucky him (laughs) <laughs> i'm um, just amazed that one came out in 2015 yeah like holy oh, that hell means, that means we're due hey oh they, this summer <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay i know we, we we have to talk about disney for you know we we at least have to talk about disney but i still yeah. i want to talk about the one that you and i both kind of agreed that we loved um because you looked up you were you were looking up the list and you came across dudley do right and we were like oh god yeah yeah neither of us Uh saw that one but brendan fraser who played dudley do right also played george of the jungle he sure did and it's been a long time since i've seen george of the jungle but i remember really enjoying it yeah that's about as much as i have too i remember liking it yeah. According to my IMDb rating, I gave it a six. Yeah, that's I think that's probably terrible. about what I gave it. It's a um, man raised in the jungle by apes falling in love with a wealthy heiress. Played by Leslie Mann, who is yep. pretty awesome just in almost anything she does. Like, she's got pretty good comedic delivery. Yeah. Um, uh, John Cleese is in it. I remember he is. really I enjoying about that. that. Yes, he. Well, it's just his voice. He's one of the apes. He's an ape named Ape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, Thomas Hayden Church is to me the best part of that show. Okay, as Lyle. Lyle, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the 
Abraham Ben Ruby who plays Thor and like the, there's there's some other decent people in that movie but like I I I think I just like Thomas Hayden Church. I think he's he's pretty awesome but um yeah, it's uh I think if I were to watch that one again, I'd probably enjoy it. And again, it might be the nostalgia factor because I loved it so much growing up, but it also had like it did a very good job of throwing back to the cartoon. Like it had the narrator um, it, you know, it kind of broke the fourth wall a couple times. Um, there was just a lot of redeeming parts of it. It was, it was the same kind of awful schlockiness of all of the other nineties things we're talking about, but it had some awareness of the fact that it was schlocky and it had some awareness that it was like, look, we all know that you're probably, most of you are here just because Brendan Fraser is not wearing a shirt. So we're just going to have fun with it. Yeah. A third of you are here because Brendan Fraser's not wearing a shirt. A third of you are here because you're you're here with your kids. And a third of you are here because you remember watching the cartoon as a kid and you want to see how they've done the movie. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or your kids. Y- yeah. Yeah. Or some sort of combination in thereof. Right? Like. Yeah. Exactly. Regardless. So they, they knew what they were doing and they kind of took the piss out of themselves. And as a result, it made a decent movie. It was kind of like... A combination of yes. Tarzan meets um, uh, Crocodile Dundee. Like, somebody who's kind of raised in a different world and then gets brought to modern, you know, to to a, a like a, a modern technological era. Right? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, so it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I remember really finding it funny. I mean, it came out in 97, so I would have been 14 when that movie came out. You know, at a sure. point where I was kind of beyond the... G-rated comedy. Yeah, but still, my my brother would have been nine when that movie came out, so he watched it a bunch. And I wa- every time I watched it with him, I was like, yeah, still pretty funny. Yeah. So I think that one holds up probably better than a lot of the ones we've talked about. Um, maybe. Or just, I, I don't know if holds up is the right way, right term, just isn't quite as schlocky. It's I not don't the know. Flintstones. It's no Flintstones, exactly, yeah. It's not Casper. It did get its own terrible straight-to-video sequel, though. Mm. George of the mm. Jungle did? Sure did. Yeah. yeah cause hey, he Dave, I'd like you to guess what year that came out in. George of the Jungle 2 came out in? Oh, okay. I'm just... I Give me a second here. And the only reason I know... Because he's got a kid in it, and the kid was the, the kid in Two and a Half Men. And so that show came... I want to say, like... 2004. Ooh, 2003. Oh, close. So six years after the original. <laughs> yeah, yep. Wow. Uh, did they get Brendan Fraser back? Nope. They didn't. Did eh? they get Leslie Mann back? Nope. Did they get Thomas Hayden Church? Yep, because he has <laughs> nothing better to do. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Oh God, George of the Jungle too. Yeah, and yeah, the only well, re- the first one is fine. Yeah, so let's make a remake, or let's let's make a sequel because that's what it needs. Yeah, <sighs> there's other ones we could talk about. Like we 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 talked about Richie Rich, which was based on the com- like the comic book. Um, yep, Macaulay Culkin played played Richie Rich. He was actually kind of perfect for the the part because you know it was Macaulay Culkin, but like blonde hair kind of that that perfect age so it made sense it was okay yeah 
it, it, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, again, for the age. Yeah. If you were, like, nine, it was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a, he's a millionaire kid. Woo-hoo. But, yeah, I mean, he's a millionaire kid who just wants to to be a normal kid but you know he's got all the things but at one like at one point he goes and he just wants to play baseball in their sandlot and they give him a hard time because he's rich and like yeah i get it it was fine i didn't i didn't love it but i didn't hate it like i i remember seeing it i'm sure i've seen it a couple times and like it was okay um yeah so yeah nothing nothing too nothing too, I, I can't be too critical about it, but I'm not going to wax poetic about it. That's fair. Um, it's just it's it's Richie Rich. Is anyone if anyone wants us to have an in depth conversation <laughs> and not about the 2015 television series Richie Rich? No. Oh, but I if anyone wants us to have, yeah, yeah, you're sure. welcome. Uh, a nice conversation about like live action movies from when we were growing up. Yeah. I guess let us know. But I mean, yeah, I'm not, we're not going to spend too much time on that because there's other things like Transformers. I mean, we need to talk about Transformers and Transmorphers, but well, yeah, you, you can't really have one without the other. <laughs> that is exactly what Michael Bay wants to hear. <laughs> I just spent two billion dollars on this franchise. I paid 150 grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I don't even remember if I've I know I when I was first starting to uh, rate all the movies on IMDB I can't remember if I actually did Transmorphers or not oh, I, for people who don't know which I'm assuming based on the fact that there's 4,000 people who have rated this a 1.7 on IMDB uh, 4,170 now because I <laughs> am just rating it so switch well, I look forward to seeing whether or not you move this score up or down. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but for those of you who aren't the two of us or anyone who is at a bad movie night where you've watched this mockbuster, uh, yeah. it is literally what you think it is. It's about a race of alien robots that conquered Earth and forced humanity underground. And so 400 years later, humans plan to defeat them in the final battle between man and Transmorpher. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's real bad. Uh, oh, I undersold their budget. They made it on 250 grand. Oh, there you go. My Did bad. you know that there's a sequel? Transmorphers 2, the Transmorphening? Transmorphers Fall of Man. Oh, that makes sense because it's the next Transformers movie. Yeah. In this present day prequel, the robot invaders attack the Earth, forcing a small band of humans to seek refuge below the surface of the planet. So basically, like, just what happened at the. before you saw the first movie. In the prologue of Transmorphers. Yeah, exactly. This is just a long prologue for a movie that has a 1.7 on IMDb. Yeah. With good reason, too. <laughs> Fun fact, Transmorphers Fall of Man has a 2.2 rating. Ooh, it's better. But there's also oh, 4169. Like three, 3,200 fewer ratings Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who knows? If, <laughs> if, if, if the 3,000 people who have seen both... Or who have seen Trans Transmorphers, then go and see Transmorphers too. Maybe that drops it down. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, 
Um, how many of the Transformers movies have you seen? Oh, all of them except the last one. Oh, really? Yeah, the one I haven't seen the one where Optimus comes back and he's fighting Bumblebee and junk. What? I. Yeah, cause, well, that's. I'm not gonna explain the intricacies of the Transformers <laughs> plot to you, Dave. I don't have the time nor the patience to really deep down into what all of that means. Okay. Um. <laughs> I've seen. So yeah, I, what is that? Four, five? I don't know. Something like that. A lot. They usually show up on Netflix or on TV, and I'm like, yeah, I want something big and stupid with explosions for two hours, and then it turns out to be three hours, and I kind of hate myself at the end. <laughs> then I give it a four on IMDb, and I'm like, all right, great, I saw it, and then I'm done. Yeah. I think I've only seen the first one, and I liked the first one. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, like nothing, nothing to write home about, but again, Transformers were massive when we were growing up. Yeah. Like, the toys. I always wanted the toys, but they were so goddamn, like, not confusing, but, like, it was just, like, tick, 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 tick. Like, it took you forever to go from the, the, the Autobot to the actual car. But regardless, like, the, the toys were, were massive. The cartoons were pretty huge, too. So, from kids from the, from the 80s, Transformers, like, the fact that there was a movie coming out is like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. And the the first one was fine. It was it was exactly what I was expecting it to be. Big robots punching each other. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. Yeah. But then like the second one was an hour longer and weirdly like culturally insensitive. <laughs> Good. And then like the third one made even less sense cuz that was when all of a sudden it was just we're going to continue the Sam Witwicky trilogy. But that was uh, Shia LaBeouf's yeah, character. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, why I don't know why. And then after they finish that trilogy, they're just like, you know what? Ah, ah, Wahlberg. And that's what <laughs> oh, All right. Yeah. I Dope. That Wahlberg was in the new ones. <laughs> yeah, he is. Say, so, yeah, I haven't seen The Last Night, which okay. is the one that came out in 2017. Right. Because it's not been free yet, and I don't pay to see Transformers. That's I wait till it's free. I wait till I have a terrible day at work, and I'm like, I just want to watch stuff explode. And I'm out of other things, and so I'll watch it. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah, you you pretty much articulated everything I need to talk about Transformers because they're – that's what they are. They're mindless. They're explosions. It's a fun callback to when we were kids. I mean – Which is basically you described every feeling I have about the G.I. Joe movies okay. as well. Fair. It, they're, it's basically the same thing. It's just it's slightly easier to follow because it's not millions of pixels of robots right. in similar colors fighting each other for twenty minutes in a big scaleless field. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. So, like, yeah, GI Joe is fine. Yeah, C- Cobra, and such. It was fine. Mech mm-hmm. suits, and they did a halfway decent job of trying to make it a modern action thing. Right. It was okay and i had enough basically after the first one and then yeah Hmm. okay so that basically leaves us with uh the disney collection anime oh and anime right do you want to touch on anime first and then we can close off with disney well i don't want to stifle the thoughts that you have on the attack on titan live action films like I, I, I feel like this is our audience's opportunity to really hear what you think 
of Full Metal Alchemist, for example. So, so I'll just I'll, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna push my microphone away. Dave, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you a minute. Just just take your time. Do it, okay? And go. All right. So um, the Attack on Titan is a pretty great movie uh, TV show. Um, after his hometown is destroyed and his mother is killed, yeah, I can't do this. I even reading it off IMDb, I'm like, I don't have anything I can actually put into this. <laughs> and the live action movie, there's actually two movies, not just one. It is based off of the manga, which is based off, and then there's an anime as well, obviously. Right. Uh, but they do they do live action films of them. They did two of them. There's a Ghost in the Shell, which is literally right around the time that Karen full disclosure, asked us to talk about this and then kind of bumped it again when the Lion King news came out earlier. So we'll get hmm. to that in a bit. So is this Attack, but, of, Attack on Titan Part 1 and Attack on Titan Part 2? Yes, those are okay. the films. Okay. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is like an interpretation on Netflix. It just came out recently of Full Metal Alchemist, which is a huge anime series. You, they did, you talked uh, about that recently. Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, I Maybe. think. I feel like it, I don't know. I, I it feels like one that you you might have talked about. Anyway, uh, continue. I may have. Okay. Uh, Death Note as well. You okay. may have seen you. I'm sure you saw ads for Death Note because they advertised the crap out of it on Netflix because it's a Netflix original film based on an anime based on a manga which also has like a different film version in Japan. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just I have. Very few examples of good live action anime films. Oh, okay. Because you have so much more control over what's showing up in an animation than you do in live action. You, in the animation, you can make them look like what they look like in the books, right? right? Like they, you can do crazy things that you could never afford to do live mm-hmm. like attack on titan is about gigantic like 45 50 60 meter tall creatures attacking cities and to defend it these essentially like teenagers and young adults like early 20s to some survived into their 30s but not many use movement gear and what that means essentially what it is is they wear these packs that function like grappling hook packs that okay. fire off arrows and embed themselves into things, so they swing through cities like Spider-Man. Oh, cool. Okay. That's how they fight stuff. And it's set in kind of... The era of technology is roughly late Renaissance. Okay. Late Renaissance, early Enlightenment, I guess, probably. It's it's set in Europe and that sort of things. But that's... Like, doing that in animation makes sense, right? You can just... Here's this weird pack thing and the, their motion gear fires this thing and then they're doing like crazy flips and traveling 80 miles an hour over top of renaissance rooftops right right to you do that live it's not easy unless you've got a massive budget and even then the cg you're relying on cg Mm -hmm. and it's okay i guess yeah no that 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 makes sense um yeah it's just funny how like to get the budget, they do they cast a Hollywood actress? Then there's a flashback because they cast a Hollywood actress who's a Caucasian woman versus a Japanese woman. 
because mm-hmm. Major is a Japanese detective and working in Japan, and so like they kind of work around it, but not really. Death Note, they completely changed parts of the story to make it fit a Western audience a bit, but they kept some parts, kinda. Right. So I don't like I don't know I don't know how well any of these really do because so much of so much of anime is twelve hours long, twenty four hours long, four hundred hours long. Right. So how do you condense that into an easily digestible story? Usually you fail, and then everything looks weird, especially if you try and do anime hair. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I could see that. An- anime hair definitely has a style into itself that that is very very tricky to to replicate yeah how do you do that live usually you just don't and so then it's just like regular hair and then they don't look the same and so then is that what you want as a fan or not and is, uh, i don't know man yeah. yeah no that that's fair if anybody out there and i'll wrap up the anime section with this that way you can talk again. If anybody out there knows of a really, really good live-action adaptation of an anime series, tweet at me, at Sean Cord, S-H-A-U-N-C-O-R-D, on Twitter, because I'll find it, and I will watch it. Because I would love to see some, but I have yet mm-hmm. to see one that I've enjoyed anywhere near how much I've liked either the manga or the anime. Okay. Cool. So I just kind of wish they'd stop doing it and just do animated stuff. I know it's expensive, well, but it's so much better. It, there's there's a niche, right? Like, uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's fair. I'm I'm not. Uh, we have discovered time and time again that I'm not huge into anime. I have seen some that I've enjoyed. Like you know, we before we started, like we talked about uh, the Last Airbender. Yep. I haven't seen the 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 live action, but I remember watching that TV show and loving it. Like it was it was pretty good anime. So I am not completely opposed to anime by any means. It's just I haven't found a lot of stuff that I've really responded to. But there's so much live action, and if you're doing an anime, why not just do an anime? Yeah. Anyway, but it's uh, there's audiences like you, yeah, who don't really go out of their way to watch it. Yeah. Right. Like you're not. When we're done podcasting today. You're not going to ask me for a guest pass on Crunchyroll to watch Caddo or something, right? No. Like, you're going to watch whatever you feel like watching. Yeah, no, and that's exactly. probably not going to be anime. Whereas a live-action version like Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson, you might watch. Death Note, where it's just it's kids and there's, like, a creepy demon thing. You're like, oh, man, this looks like – the design on this is really cool. You might mm-hmm. watch that. Whereas yeah, you wouldn't fair. watch the 24-episode anime. Yeah, that that is a good point. But it's also – well, I mean, generally – you have seen movies before. It is a general rule that you have seen most movies before I have, unless it's like Dunkirk, which I saw on opening day. But right. as a general rule, you have typically seen the movie before I have. And if you, I'm going to generally consult you and be like, hey, uh, is this worth seeing? Which is why I haven't seen things like the third, uh, or I guess even the second Transformers. I'm like, ah, one's good enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. So there's a whole slew of Disney, both that has happened and then is forthcoming, that we should probably talk about. But we also are going to try and get to a quick uh, second question today. So we should cruise through this for, you know, a little bit and then then take a quick break and then finish up with this silly one at the end. 
Yeah, yeah. I have no belief that our second question is going to be another 40 minutes. No. Like this I I was I was 100% sure that this part of the conversation would be like 50 to an hour yeah. and then the second half would be 10 to 15 minutes exactly. ish. Yeah. Maybe. So. So, I'm not too concerned, but I'm just kind of thinking like this is I mean, yes, we've talked about all those other ones, but there are some Beauty and the Beast is the one that comes to mind right off the hop because it came out last year and it was very well done. Yeah, it was. It was very pretty. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was very similar to what they did in the in the, the animated movie, and maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because they they know what worked for that one, and so you might as well just kind of you take that that shell and just make it live action. Yep. Although again with CG uh housewares. Oh. And furniture, yeah, and such, but but it is live action for sure. Well, and this is <clears throat> when we when we got this question, I guess not when we got this question, but when you posed this question to me today, I thought, yeah, let's talk about this. But then I want to talk about the fact that they're doing the Jungle Book, and can you technically call it live action if it's still all CG? Like, do you mean the Lion King? Because the Jungle Book's already yeah, out. Sorry, that's what I meant. The Lion King. Um, they have done the Jungle Book. Apparently, they're doing another one called Mowgli, which is just another live-action version of the Jungle Book. The Jungle Book has a human in it. Like, it has the kid who plays Mowgli. So, technically, yes, while all the other animals are CG, there is actually some live-action element to it because you have Mowgli. The Lion King, it's all animals. But if it's mocap... Like, if people are physically on stages versus animating them, Sure. Right? Okay, that's fair. Like, do you, is War for the Planet of the Apes, or the, are the new Planet of the Apes then not live action? No, like, that's, that's a very good Because there's only a point. person? Yeah, no, right? I, I, will, I will agree with you on that. I just haven't had anybody actually give me that argument before. So, ah, gotcha. Yeah. That makes that makes perfect sense. If you have people in motion capture suits who are who are doing that, then I absolutely agree. But if it's just like I, I can't even remember who is playing some I think uh Idris Elba is playing Scar, maybe. Like he's playing I think he might be playing one of the one of the, the characters. If he's just standing behind a mic and like I don't are are there characters who are are, are there actors who are actually doing motion capture stuff? I know? would imagine. Okay. Well, I just maybe, maybe not. It, they say it's a CGI and live action reimagining. So I'm assuming that they're going to have some stuff mocapped. Okay. Because like could... Donald Glover is Simba. Yeah. You said Idris Elba. No, I was thinking um, Chid. Uh, for? Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm not expecting that James Earl Jones is going to mocap Mufasa. Yeah. But I'm imagining that they might have mocap artists. Yeah. In there. That's Oh, fair. my God. I did not realize that Timon and Pumbaa were Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> I'm just looking at that going, yeah, that, they're going to be amazing. Like, like I knew the a lot of the rest of the cast. Like, I knew John Oliver was Zazu and, yeah. and Beyonce is Nala and... Obviously, I knew Donald Glover was Simba because I had that before I looked it up. Yeah. But looking at the God. rest of this of this cast, like it is, it is a stellar cast. So 
I'm certainly excited for the movie. It's just up until today, nobody's ever given me that argument of, well, there's motion capture, so technically it's it's still humans doing the motion. That makes perfect sense. So I'm less cantankerous about it now because if the one, but when I just first heard, when I first heard that it was coming out, I was like, yeah, okay, it's a bunch of actors, but there's not one human in it, so that doesn't make sense. But okay, that's the way I feel. It's be it'll be more live action, or maybe they'll go like double down. It'll just be CG. Yeah, I don't know. Which, I mean, either way, I'm still looking forward to the the film. I think it's going to be great. It's just I have a hard time, if it's CG, I have a hard time calling it live action if there's nothing live about it and it's all just done at a computer, right? Um, That's true. Yeah. Anyway. It could also just, it could be live sets. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, who knows? It, in any case, I'm very interested to know, like, it just seems like now this is starting to become a regular thing, right? Like, Disney found success with Beauty and the Beast and so they're doing a remake of Beauty and the Beast live action right and so then now they're doing they did um they what go- was the first one what was the first one yeah cause this started with something and it worked was that was it Cinderella was Maleficent before Cinderella <laughs> I don't know <sighs> cause like they started doing it with one or the other, I feel, unless we're missing one completely. And I'm not counting all the times that Peter Pan has been made into a live-action thing because it's a play and then – or it's a book, then a play, and then the play gets filmed kind of and then, then yeah. they make Hook for some reason. Even though it's fun, it's still like, okay. Yeah. Maleficent came out in 2014. Cinderella okay. came out in 2015. So probably Maleficent first. That would make the most amount of sense, which actually kind of makes sense. I mean... Yeah. At Sean Cord, hashtag you're wrong if I miss something. (laughs) Ah, yeah. That was Charlize, right? Oh, no. Angelina Jolie played Angelina Jolie was Maleficent. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Well, there's also that Snow White movie. Snow White With Kristen Stewart. No, that was the second one. Oh, okay. Like, because they did, like, Mirror, Mirror... Right. With Julia Roberts, I think. And then there was also one with Kristen Stewart as Snow White, I guess. Right. And so it was just like, so they've been doing, those are more reimaginings, though, compared to Maleficent. Yeah. Maleficent, again, is kind of a reimagining because that's not the Sleeping Beauty story so much yeah. as we're centered on Maleficent and how she got screwed over and why she's mad and how yeah, she's exactly. finding a heart and all that. Um, Snow White and the Huntsman was the one with Kristen Stewart in 2012, but then there was the Huntsman Winter's War, which came out in 2016. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I knew yeah. there were two. I just didn't think it was... I thought they kind of doubled down on the Huntsman yeah. after, yeah. but I guess um, they did. Yeah. Uh, Charlize was in that one, in, in those ones. That's why I was thinking about Charlize as the, as the, gotcha. the, the witch. Um, yeah, and so, like, yeah, you've got Snow White and the Huntsman, and you've got Maleficent, and these ones that they've kind of doubled, uh, or um, kind of a reimagining, whereas Cinderella was the story of Cinderella, right? And um, yep. uh, With a weird CG waste. Yeah, yeah. The Jungle Book was a retelling of the Jungle Book, which which was technically a, a story, like it was a Rudyard Kipling story before it was a, a Disney movie, but as far as the movie yeah. goes, that was the, you know, that was the, the reimagining. And then Beauty and the Beast was just literally Beauty and the Beast. And the Lion King was Hamlet, then became the Lion King. (laughs) 
basically, yes. And then, so that was made in 94, so it's coming out in 2019, so like 25 years later, which kind of makes sense, you know, 25 years after the you found success with the the actual animated one, make a, 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 a remake of it, right? Um, yeah, well, Be- Beauty and the Beast was, what, 91? Uh, I want to say it was 93. Maybe 92. Oh, I can't. Oh, no, it was 91, I think. I think you're right. Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. 91, yeah, yeah. So 26 years after that one. So, I mean, a quarter century They probably after- were. They could have been trying to do it for December, right? Yeah. And they just pushed it. Yeah. So, you know, you, you you try and set it for a quarter century after you found success with this. I kind of dig that, and, like, it gives you enough time, and it gives you, like, it's the same as that George the Jungle, right? Like, we grew up watching Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King, so now it's like, okay, well, let's go let's go see how they do this. Like, I saw Beauty and the Beast in the theater. I will probably see The Lion King in the theater because that's a good cast, and I like the story. Sure, yeah. So it kind of makes sense. I just, so... But these ones, I feel like it's it's helped the evolution of computer graphic engineering has certainly helped make these movies better, right? They definitely have. Like, you think about those movies in the 90s that were trying to use that CG and it just didn't work really well. But then you think about, like, the Ninja Turtles, which didn't have any CG. So, yeah, they were, they were like, puppets and people in costumes and they weren't the best, but at least they looked more realistic than actual cg um, of the time yeah at the time yeah so like the evolution has helped us you know and the, even the beast i, I think I'll, correct me sean was the the beast a lot of that was that was that actually a costume or was most of that cg a blend okay it was a lot of cg but there is like he was on stilts for giant right. sections of it, right? And that okay. sort of stuff. So, it, like, most of it is CG, but especially the facial animation and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, it's at that point where you kind of you just you almost can forget that it is CG, and who knows? Like, ten years from now, we may look at CG from now. Like, you look at um, some of the stuff from Lord of the Rings, which came out, you know, when the last what that been like two thousand three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 2003's Return of the King. So. Okay, so yeah. So 2003, yeah. You look at some of the stuff that, that happened, that they did there, and it's like, that's decent CG, but it is certainly, you can see that it is dated, even 15 years later. Right? Although that still holds up better than some other CG of the era. It but I do get does. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, yes, exactly. Like, there's some that is, they put less money into that CG than than the Lord of the Rings and it's still decent like I just recently within the last few months rewatched all three of them and even to this like even now some of that some of that Gollum CG is still really impressive it's just yeah it is you can tell it's CG and it is it's just amazing how it perpetually evolves so you look at you know what they do with the Lion King uh, next year the and or with Beauty and the Beast last year and you just think like who knows 10 years from now or 15 years from now if we look back at that and go oh my god like look at the difference between what we have now and what we had then yeah but then like maybe it will stand out yeah as well like Jurassic Park to bring our conversation yeah full fucking circle well look done. how good some of that CG looks still mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like those the Gallimimuses still look pretty darn good yeah that was a long time ago. It's true. Yeah. 94 was a good year for movies, man. It really was. So was 93. 
Was 93 uh, Jurassic Park? Yeah. Damn it. So I suppose, to wrap this section up, Dave, yeah. we should answer Karen's question. So what do you think of them? Oh. I am not opposed to the idea. Like, we've listed off a bunch here that that I've liked and that I've enjoyed both as a kid and as a grown-up. Um, I just... I am trepidatious with some of them just because I don't know how well they're going to hold up. Yeah. That's so. pretty much where I'm at, too. There's There is so many garbage ones. Yeah. Especially the early ones that do not hold up well, and there are some that are released today that do not hold up at all just looking at them. Yeah. But at the same time, every once in a while, you get a real good one. Like Transmorphers, you just, you feel it <laughs> so good. No, but in all seriousness, though, like we liked George of the Jungle when we were growing up. So when kids are watching some of this stuff now, like maybe some kids out there love the Smurfs. Yeah. That's awesome. I grew up watching Smurfs on occasion. I wasn't a huge Smurfs fan, but still Smurfs. Mm-hmm. Or they love the Garfield movie, even though they're objectively terrible. Yeah. Or they are super lucky now because you're getting these Disney ones. And while they're not masterpieces by any stretch of imagination in comparison to the animation, like Beauty and the Beast was a great, uh, good film. Yeah. Good bordering great, but the animation's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, but you are getting some good films out of it, so mm-hmm. can't all be bad. No, exactly. Oh, God, that was like an hour straight. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to answer our second question right after I talk to you about Gustav Kaibo's racing yachts. Make an impression at your next regatta with the real, handcrafted, old-world style of a Gustav Kaibo racing yacht. Using only the finest in turn-of-the-century craftsmanship, your classic timber-form yacht will draw the eye and the patron as you glide across the water. That's Gustav Kaibo's racing yachts, the often overlooked Never Forgotten Yacht. And we're back. And today's second question. Yes, that's right. We have a second question. It comes to us from... What's that? Yeah, right? Yeah. So today's question comes to us from Lynn, who has asked us, why is Dave's firstborn son going to be named Atticus Touchdown? (laughs) uh we do on occasion we do mention this yeah whenever we talk about your unborn children yeah it is invariably atticus touchdown atticus touchdown darth vader and uh what did you figure the third one was sean's right uh sean is right as the middle name oh right yeah i thought yeah because it was gonna be a really normal first name right like jacob yeah. Or something random like that. Obviously not Jacob, because that would be weird. But Why would that be weird? I don't know if you want to name a child after an old roommate, and then another old roommate. Eh. I don't know. I Have I had more than one Jacob as a roommate? I, I don't know. I don't know. They all blend in together. Anyway, yeah. Well, no, oh, but, oh like, I see what you're saying. Jacob, Jacob is then, a roommate, Sean. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sean was right, was also your roommate. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. But, and also right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you meant two Jacobs. It was just like, what? I've only had one Jacob. Anyway, before we get into the whole why is Dave's firstborn going to be named Atticus Touchdown, 
it is interesting like thinking about names for your for your children and and like how like, I, I actually really like the name Jacob uh, much the to the potential delight of one of my old old friends Jake because I'm sure I would hear no end of haha you named your your son after me well uh, to be fair third son <laughs> yeah <laughs> right of course anyway it's just interesting thinking about all these names that that you actually like and don't like and the different people that you associate with them right like you know some people have a really visceral reaction to a certain name because of a kid that they they knew in elementary school or junior high or something who they just absolutely hate it so it's just like oh no i can never name my son austin because i didn't like an austin i don't i actually know very few austins and all the ones i've met have been delightful but like that that sort of thing right like Somebody just... Well, except for Austin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> um. So I, I legitimately don't even remember how we decided that. My, I mean, okay. The reason that that Atticus is on the table is because To Kill a Mockingbird is obviously my favorite book. For anybody who has ever listened to. Uh, any of our podcasts almost any of our i mean my dog is named scout because of to kill a mockingbird like there are there are i have a very very strong connection to that book um dave is literally going to have ham for dinner after this because that is what scout dresses up as in the pageant at the end of to kill a mockingbird exactly like there's there's a lot of that book that has informed my life I can't believe how perfect that was we were talking in the break about what we were gonna do for dinner when we're done yeah and I was like, I'm going and didn't even think, did not even piece those two together. That's because you don't think about Scout's ham as much as I do. You're like, I do not. how to treat a man based on color of his skin, which I'm fine with. And you're thinking about, like, how great Gregory Peck is in the movie and, like, all of the themes and stuff. And I'm about that ham costume. <laughs> and then Boo Radley. pretty amazing ham costume. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, like, I... I... I love the name Atticus, but have always figured that if I do have a son, that the mother of my son would not necessarily be down with the idea of naming a boy Atticus because it's such an old-timey name. And that's part of the joke. Is yeah. the, the joke always was, because this is, between Dave and I, this has been running for almost a decade now. Yeah. Of that, like, he loves to kill a mockingbird so much, so he'd probably name his firstborn Atticus. He loves football, and Tom Brady does not work as a middle name. And also, what happens if Tom Brady shoots somebody? We don't know what's going to happen. It's football. (laughs) So, you can't name him Tom Brady, like, can't name him Atticus Tom Brady Smith, because that's weird. So, Atticus Touchdown, the best part of football, outside of the Rouge, is obviously the best name. Nice CFL reference. That's one of the few <laughs> things I know about Canadian football. You're welcome. Uh, and also, t- technically, kind of a, a Simpsons reference, too. Technically, yep. If you want to get really down to it. But yeah, like, Tom scored a lot of touchdowns, so it makes sense that it'd be Atticus touchdown. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. And so just because we had Ad- Atticus touchdown for nigh on a decade then we had to come up with subsequent kids because obviously we've already named my firstborn and so and that's there were Atticus. like there was probably a joke at some point where it's like well and then my second son and then we had to build on a 
on that sort of thing. Exactly. It's like, so Dave, when your firstborn son brings a puppet home, going a throwback to a lost podcast, yeah. and then we had to come up with a name. Yeah. And so the name we would use is obviously the one we've had forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atticus and then, yes, uh, like Darth Vader. Pfft, that's easy. Who doesn't want their son named Darth Vader? Exactly. You have a first and middle name set. Darth exactly. Vader Smith. Yeah. Done. It just, it rolls off the tongue so easily. Yeah. And now, then, yeah, like... Sh- now, the the third son. Yeah. The th- third son was a very obscure bet that Dave and I made a long, long time ago um, <laughs> on sports. So, Dave's third-born son... Dave Sean was Wright Smith, so Dave Jr. Yeah. <laughs> or Jacob, or whatever whatever normal name you want to put first to thereby justify Sean was right. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, uh, I don't think I'll ever have more than two kids, let alone three sons. So I feel like I'm in the clear for that one, but... Triplets. You know, God, can triplets. you imagine... Boys. Triplet boys. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, as soon as I see that picture, you are getting a message. <laughs> so which one is Jacob Sean was right? Ugh. <laughs> My wife hates you, Sean. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my luck, hey? Like, everybody else is, you know, one kid here, one kid there. I get three boy triplets and just like, oh. I am screwed. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's that's where Jacob, or normal name, it was always just normal name, whatever, and we'd always change it. So for today, I guess it seems like it's Jacob. So it's sure always Jacob, like yeah. Sean was right, Smith. Yeah. And it's because Sean was right about like an obscure sports thing. Yeah. So we bet on a sports thing really randomly, and I somehow pulled it off. Because I think I put up, like, beer against naming your third-born. Something like that, right. yeah. <laughs> and through, like, sheer circumstance and, like, a 14-point upset followed by, like, a rain delay. Yeah. I, I like that we can't even remember what the bet was. We just know that it was because of a bet. Oh, I could find the book. It is in my room. <laughs> Do you have it written I now? have it Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, see? Always write shit down for posterity, man. Exactly. When yeah. Ancestry.com comes to to your child, <laughs> Jacob Sean was right, and he wants to know the history of it, I will put up pictures yeah. of the page in which we bet on whatever yeah. thing we bet on. When I die and, and uh, Atticus Touchdown and Darth Vader and Jacob Sean was right are going through my stuff, they will come across a book with the rules from a Monopa Jenga suit. And they'll be like, yes. what the hell is this? We need to figure out how to play this game. Yeah, and then they'll start trying to track down ancient board game pieces. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, that's so it's the a reason. running joke. It's yeah, a running it's joke. Just... It's ridiculous. I'm glad that Sean isn't going to actually hold me to naming my kid Atticus Touchdown because that would be ridiculous. Um, I mean, if your wife is down for it, because I would obviously approach her first. Yeah. (laughs) Because how amazing would it be if when you two were talking about baby names? Yeah. Like, 
after if she said, what about Atticus touchdown? <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere you would know I would be hysterically laughing to the point of falling off of something. <laughs> Just be cursing. You would hear me curse your name wherever I was. Oh, my God. It would be amazing. Like, that would be an amazing, amazing joke and, like, just a a really well-executed little bit of chicanery. But, my God, could you imagine? Oh, God. Uh, But, but darling, what about Atticus' touchdown? It's just... What did you say? It's been 15 years. I've been playing a joke for 15 years. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, uh, it would be pretty amazing, but I, I really, really, really am not. I, Lynn, in case you're wondering, I don't plan on naming my kid Atticus Touchdown. Maybe the nickname, like, um,. For those who might, for those of our listeners who watch the league, uh, there's one. The couple has a, a kid, and I think their name is the, the name is Christopher. But all the all his friends call him Chalupa Batman. So if Sean wanted to call him Atticus Touchdown, as you know, as a as a joke, I would be down with that. But uh, on his legal name, I feel like maybe it would not be Atticus Touchdown. <laughs> Although you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I could name my kid East West Smith. So, hey, that's like that's got precedent. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do we have anything else we can talk about with this silly topic? I don't think so. Yeah, this is my favorite thing about these little, quick little. It's a it's a twelve minute conversation. We get it in there. It's just kind of a nice little tag on to the end of a fairly long, fairly long subject. But it's one that yeah. we can we can answer quickly. So, you know, every now and then we get to these and they're awesome. Yeah, exactly. So keep asking us when if we make a random reference to something. Yeah. Especially to ourselves. And you guys don't understand ask. the reference. Yeah. Ask us. Ask. Because yeah. we will we will answer them as we have just indicated. Yep. <clears throat> Time for some ham. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at The Guys From, or name your kid a question for Sean and me. They'll hate you for it, but we'll think it's hilarious. And to prove that you mean, uh, that you, that you've done it, upload a picture worth their birth certificate. So we know you mean business. And really with commitment to the guys from like that, I feel like we'd have to bump you to the top of the queue. So that way you and little top 10 novels get to hear our newest podcast. (laughs) First day of school would be the worst. What's your name? Best guitarist of all time, Jorgensen. <laughs> oh, are your, your parents hippies? No, they just listen to podcasts. <laughs> what? Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you enjoy our random rambling, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there and spread this 
weirdness around is to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Podbean, The Pocket Casts, Stitcher, you name it, we're probably there. If we're not, you let me know and I will fix it. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, it's not so much a plug, but something that we're actually enlisting our, our listeners for for a future podcast. We've had a bunch of people, uh, a few different people ask us things like, if you could only have one breakfast or one lunch or one dinner for the rest of your life, or if you could only watch one movie for the rest of the life, what would it be? Questions of that nature. So do you have anything that you would like us to know What if we could only have one more of something for the rest of our life, what would it be? If you do, either tweet it or email it, contact us any of the aforementioned ways. And we will we will um, collect a swath of, of the what would you do what is the one thing that you would do for the rest of your life sort of thing uh, and put them all into one podcast and just have a, a conversation about all of them. So uh, yeah, contact us with any of those that you want and uh, at some point in the near future we will answer all of those questions on mass in one podcast. Sean. On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this podcast that used to be a book, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every weekday, throwback tracks on Thursdays, movies, video games, board games, you name it, we probably write about it. And the book is always so much better than the podcast, too. <laughs> it's, it so is. Yeah. And where can they find that, Sean? www.theguysfrom.com or not your local library (laughs) for more random pop culture horror goodness check me out at the dark half on instagram and also when was the last time you dressed up like a ham it's probably been a while i know it has been for me and i know what i'm gonna do later uh yep Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And as usual, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fire er, called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Fireflies and Stardust. This has been episode 209 of the Guys From Podcast, and this one's going out to Atticus Touchdown Smith. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing but the fact that I thought it might be amusing to have Dave try and tell me the plot of a couple anime movies based on their title alone. So that's coming up right after this. mentioned at the very end uh we had talked a little bit in our first segment about some of the live action anime movies Mm -hmm. and dave knows practically nothing about them 
Except for maybe Attack on Titan, because I did A, describe the plot literally in the podcast, yeah. and B, we've talked about it several times, because I wear shirts and stuff. Yeah. However, I do think it would be really funny, especially for the anime fans out there, to have Dave try and describe a few plots based off of the title alone. Yeah, this is not going to go well. I'm not. I don't want you to try and get them right. Yeah. I want you to make up the plot based on the title. <laughs> yeah, I just mean it's going to be ridiculous. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. basic. This has been a very ridiculous podcast. You're not so, wrong. Yeah. I feel like we're gonna do. I'm gonna see how long you spend on them, but I'm thinking around three because okay. it's just an end lore. Yeah. And if people really, really like this, we could do a podcast of it. We we sure could. Yeah. Oh boy, okay. Okay, Dave? Yeah. The first one I want you to tell me what it's about is called Death Note. Death Note? Yes. All right. Um, Death Note is about a composer who has discovered the proper formula in which to write music that can actually kill somebody. You're... Actually, not super far off. Really? It's a battle between the world's two greatest minds. Okay. When uh, Yagami finds the Death Note, which is literally a notebook left by a demon. And whenever you write someone's name in it and how they die, they die. So then this, this kid decides to rid the world of criminals. Oh. And it's the battle between him and a detective trying to stop him because he's literally killing people. Cool. Yeah. So he is a criminal in the sense that he is killing people, but he is killing bad people. Right. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm going to stick, I think, with the concept of these are the other two I mentioned. Mm Mm-hmm. In the uh, first segment when we talked about Attack on Titan and Death Note, the other one I mentioned was Full Metal Alchemist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Dave, what's Full Metal Alchemist about? (laughs) Um, It is... (laughs) It is about uh, a knight who was uh, what what is this about it is about a knight so that's he's in a full suit of armor who has now discovered science and his love of potions that is full metal alchemist okay again you get kind of close a couple times okay it, this takes place at the beginning of the 20th century. Okay. In a version of the 20th century where alchemy is real. Okay. And not only real, but it's been developed as a science. And it's like a respected mm-hmm. center of civilization. So the plot features two brothers who attempt a human transmutation with their mom, which goes horribly, horribly wrong. Sure. One of the brothers loses his entire body. Oh, while the other brother loses his left leg. The brother who lost the leg sacrifices his right arm to put his brother's soul in it, attaching it to a suit of armor. Whoa. Thus he becomes a full metal alchemist. And then Edward is given mechanical prosthetics 
to replace his missing arm and legs. So then they become full metal alchemists searching for the Philosopher's Stone to repair their bodies. Sure. Who, who wouldn't want to do that? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Go me. You're actually not that far off. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to go like go with like the most absurd thing and take a step back from there and it's probably going to be pretty close so we'll do one more okay uh because we did i did three in the first thing but because you know all about that i don't want to like make you guess attack on titan because you kind of know the plot to that sure yeah as i described it yeah however i don't think you know anything about bleach Uh, no. I'm this is one with... of the biggest animes and mangas of all time. All right. And there is a live-action film mm-hmm. coming this year. A live-action film of Bleach coming this year. Correct. So in that movie, it is... Oh, I'm, I, well, I, I feel like I'm going to be way off on this one. It is about a dry cleaner who gets into a turf war with a laundromat and he gets deformed in the battle and loses it uh, uh, yeah he just gets deformed in the battle that's that's what happens in bleach shouldn't they call it bleachy deformed then <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent simpsons reference Thank you. Uh, you're not close. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, it's about Ichigo. He is a high school student living in Karakura. He is able to see ghosts as well as hollows, which mm-hmm. won't make any sense. Uh, later, he meets up with a death god, uh, and then he finds out that he is himself a death god. So now, with the power of a death god, he is protecting his town from shades essentially uh-huh hey sean hey what where does bleach come in what's the title but it has nothing to do with the the the, the anime doesn't it i don't know does it <laughs> i guess you'll just have to watch it dave <laughs> you'll just have to watch all 300 episodes super that sounds like something i'll do <laughs> Huh. Uh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be close on that one. I, I figured that one was going to be way off, but, you know, whatever. That was fun. I enjoyed that, actually. So, yeah, if you guys want us to do more of that, I will answer more of these absurd, what do you think this this happens in this show? I'll do that. <laughs>